Hola. Welcome. Welcome to Have Some Opinions. I am your first co-host, Eric, with my other co-host, Andy. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi, Andy. No, say it louder. Hello. Say it, say it again. No. Say it. Say it again. Louder this I time. Have the say say what again, motherfucker? <laughs> oh my god. I love this movie. This is great. This is amazing. And I've seen it a couple times before, but I don't think I loved it as much as this recent watch through. Like the dialogue, I don't know what about it. I was just I think I was more uh it's attuned very, to it at the time. It's very captivating, isn't it? It's very real. Like yeah. I feel like you're just watching just real people talk and it's interesting right. conversations. It didn't even seem like cheesy or anything. It just seemed like you know, just normal conversations. Like, I feel like that's like what, you know, it's like conversations that, you know, actual people would actually have. So, you know, that I think that's what the beauty of it is. Other than the wacky, the crazy shit that happens over the course of like, what, two days? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty quick time span. I think one of my favorite dialogues in the whole movie was just right away at the start. When the uh, the two robbers, the husband and wife, oh were yeah, discussing about different places to rob. Yep, and they're like they're talking about banks because they're FDIC insured. They're like, yeah, everyone's just robbing liquor stores and whatever. No one ever thinks a restaurant, right? Well, they didn't want to do uh, liquor stores and gas stations anymore because usually the the clerks there are strapped because they get robbed all yep. the time. So, like, nobody's expecting to rob a restaurant. So they're just like, fuck it, let's just rob a restaurant. And, you know, this is crazy. It Like, who thinks of that? Well, sitting in a restaurant, is like, let's rob a restaurant. But right. then again, like, you see their characters and they're not really sane, like, at all. No. Tim, Tim Roth was at, yeah, that was him. He's kind of a calm guy. But his his girlfriend there was uh, a little bit more off the handle. Yeah, she was nuts, bro. What's her name? Honey Bunny, dude. If you look up on yeah. IMDb and uh, you look at the cast, it'll it'll po- <laughs> like it'll pop up as Tim Roth was Pumpkin and yep. Amanda Plummer. Amanda Plummer was Honey Bunny. So I just think that's cool. That was actually their character names. <laughs> I guess we weren't even really told what their actual names were. Yeah, I mean, just be straightforward. Well, except at the end, Jules. I think uh, I think Jules got it out of him Good. when he was yeah. uh, telling her to be cool. I I, I think he he told her or he told him what her name was, but I actually forgot what it was. Any of you fucking pricks move! Every motherfucking last one of you. Be cool, bitch. <laughs> yeah, tell her, tell her to be cool. Tell her to be cool. I love Samuel I Jackson love... in this. <laughs> I loved how she could hear everything he was saying. But I wasn't until Tim Roth was saying it back that she would calm down. I just I also love that we only see this for like the first two minutes of the movie. And they're just gone for two hours. Yeah. To work. Doesn't pop up until the end where they like that now we know like why they were there and how it ended up 
how it was. Like, there's a lot of that thing that happening throughout the movie, too. Like, the part where um, Butch was talking to Marcellus at the bar, yes. and they walk in with their goofy clothes. And you At that point, you didn't know why they were wearing those clothes, but wasn't until later you figure out that that's why they were wearing those clothes because they blew somebody's head oh. off and they had to change clothes. You remember that part? Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Uh, I thought they went straight from the cleaners to that place though. No, that happened. That was after the diner, after that robbery. Okay. That's, that's they had to bring that uh, briefcase to Marcellus. And that's where Marcellus was at the time, but they went out to eat first and then that robbery oh. happened. But you don't know that because like all of the timelines all split up in this movie. Yeah, I think the very last scene is uh, would be Butch taking off with his girl is is what I got from it. I yeah, I think you're right, because that's when he uh, shot Vincent. After he killed him. Vincent. Yeah. 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 We don't really know how. Yeah, but like we don't really know like what really how they got to that point though. Like at what point was it because as the timeline goes, they start their morning off going to the guy's place. We saw that part. That was the beginning of the movie. Going to the guy's place, shooting the guys and getting the case. And then after that, they uh, shot the dude in the back seat. Then they had to go over to Jimmy's and then change clothes. And then they went out to eat. And then they went to Marcellus to drop off the case. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah and it wasn't until that after that, that, that night, when uh, Butch won the fight, that's when he's like, all right, go kill this motherfucker. And then he goes and. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I just had to think about it through my head for a minute. Yeah, and then you have <laughs> Vincent's date night with Mert, Mr. Wallace's wife. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. I think that was my favorite section to, uh, right. or secondary to the uh, the intro. Just because of all the, uh, I thought maybe it was uh, like one of those Dick's restaurants at first, where like, they're supposed to be mean to you. And then Vincent actually made a comment about their waiter just being a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So he's just a terrible waiter. I thought it was like an act at first. Oh, uh, but I really like that whole whole diner scene, their whole dance. That was really cool. Their Took dialogues. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they kind of set up uh, Mrs. Wallace's coke addiction and stuff that leads into the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took. Like my first time watching this, I had no idea that that was heroin in his pocket. I guess I missed the part where he shot up at that dude's apartment. But yeah, yeah, this time when I watched it, I noticed that he had heroin. And I'm like wondering why she OD'd. I just thought she did like a shit ton of it. But no, it was just (laughs) one bump. But then she snorted heroin thinking it was cocaine. So it made sense to me now. I didn't get it before. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of heroin to put in your system. That is a lot. Because uh, usually, I think when it. you shoot it up, like you, you only take like a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah. And then melt it on a spoon. Not telling you how to do drugs, kids, but that's <laughs> how you do drugs. 
Yeah, you even see it with Vincent shooting up, like the amount he took compared to it was how much tiny. Starts yeah. right up her nose. Yeah, and she uh, just took a whole line. Yeah, she's lucky to be alive. Uh, and they do make the comment earlier too, when Vincent was buying the drugs from his dealer. He he was asking about uh, how to get into the bloodstream quicker, and they were talking about snorting and shooting and stuff like that. And I think he oh, said snorting yeah. goes faster into your bloodstream. Yep. But not so much of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, especially if you're not uh, used to taking heroin, uh, that was sure a shock yeah. to her system. Yeah, I, I that... completely forgot about this scene from when I viewed it before, and I was like, "Oh, she's fucking dead." So yeah. Vincent's fucking dead, right? Yeah that that would have been that would have been the end of Vincent, but he died anyways, unfortunately. But. <laughs> The only one, like, it was cool to see, like, all these different stories happening at once and, like, how they intertwine with each other, but, like, at different points. I don't know how else to explain it. It sounds kind of weird when I say it out loud, but, like, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, Uh, and then the diner scene at the end when we flash back to Vincent and Jules actually being there, uh, which are our two main protagonists, sort of, in the the movie. Yeah. I'd say um, uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent and Jules. And then I'd say Butch yeah. is also a main character because he, he, he gets a lot of screen time too. Yeah, he Bruce does. Willis. Vincent kind of, kind of gets this idea that he's safe if he goes to the bathroom because of the diner scene, because he came back out in an advantageous position. <laughs> but later when he's at Butch's apartment, he leaves his gun outside the bathroom. <laughs> he gets fucking killed for it because he went to the bathroom in the in the diner scene, and he came back out in a good enough position where he was holding up the girl. Yeah, honey, but yeah, yeah. mistake but was... later. Yeah, but that he had a whole like Uzi just sitting on the table there. Was he supposed to bring <laughs> that into the bathroom though? Yeah, but he knows this guy's coming back. That's why he's he didn't there. know that. Who who's gonna? Why would he come back? Like he should have known better. Because to me, I don't think he should have went back. Honestly, fuck the watch. This is fermented in ass juice, anyways. Do you know what his father did to get that watch? <laughs> a lot of a lot of fucked up shit go that watch. Details. Man, went, went through a lot. Fuck that watch, though, man. That was that shit was <laughs> fermented for seven years in as juice. I, I, I'm wondering what happened every time he had to shit. Did he just stick it back up in there? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, fuck that watch, Even though. One, uh, he, who was that? Like, was that uh, that wasn't Buscemi? No, was, that was uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, the the, yeah. Uh, the, the what do you call him? Not the general, captain. captain. Yeah, <laughs> it was friends with his dad and. Yeah, the I thought it was going to be a serious story at first, but then he's like, "Well, then he had then he put it in the only place he knew how, or knew it would be <laughs> safe, his ass." And then it was in his ass for five years. I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then he's and it like, was in my ass for seven years. And then it was no, it was in. He said two years. So it was like seven total years. It was in in an ass. Oh. 
It's like, what the fuck? How was that shit not like what? He died of dysentery too. His dad did. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I was like, oh my God. He was shitting all over that watch. Oh my God, man. Not any clean shits either. No. That shit was disgusting. He was probably too young to understand like what that watch actually went through. Yeah. It still meant a lot to him though. Still did. Yeah. It Enough almost... to where when he was an adult, he was like, you know what he went through to get this. Yeah. And then he was on his way back and then Marcellus was just walking across the street with just like <laughs> donuts and a coffee. That yep. was the funniest shit. Like, I honestly don't know if this is like a drama or a comedy because like I was <laughs> laughing a lot of times throughout this film. Right. There was quite a few times where even in my sickness, I was just I was dying. It's fucking hilarious. I really like the uh, the the first scene with um, Jackson and Travolta when they are driving in the car to go to uh, whosever house it is, Marvin's house. Yeah, not Marvin. Uh, Brett and Marvin, the, yeah, the ones that kill there. Yeah, and they're having the discussion about the uh, quarter pounder with cheese in yep. France. It's oh, just yeah. just a normal conversation. Like you, when you your first expectation when you're watching this is just like you're just watching people. These two dudes first are like they grab some guns. I'm like okay, but they're still talking about quarter pounders of cheese <laughs> and uh, weed in Amsterdam or whatever. You know, and they just seem like real friends because even uh, once they get up to the apartment. Then Jules is telling that fact to Brett. Oh, they were talking about the foot massage. The rumor? Yeah, I, I just meant when like uh, they finally got into the apartment and they were talking with Brett, the, the one that was in the chair in the middle. Oh, yeah. Then Jules was telling him the fact about the quarter pounder with cheese. Yep. It was just neat. It just made them seem like they were like, friends and knew each other for a while. Yeah. Just really good, uh, good commentary. But when he uh, walks in, and then uh, he tells everybody to relax and stuff. You could still tell, like, he was, like, intimidating. I don't know if it was, like, the acting of, like, the the people that were in there, how scared they were. But, like, you could tell, like, he just seemed really intimidating. Like, I felt it. The tenseness. The tension in the room. Well, yeah, the, uh, the one on the couch got thrown out a window for giving a foot massage. Of course he's intimidated. <laughs> Oh, that was that was him. That was Antoine. Yeah, yeah. If that was his name, because you you only hear him like say one sentence, but you can tell he's got that stutter that they were talking about earlier. Oh, in the car, they're like, yeah, he uh, landed so hard that he uh, got a stutter or something. Right. Okay. Yeah, but there was no foot massage that happened. We later found out. Yeah. No, Marcellus just likes to kill people, I guess. He does. Well, I mean, didn't kill him, but fucking True. was really pissed off at him for some reason. Yeah, Marcellus, he's cold-blooded. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, that's one of the things we never really find out. But that that conversation in the hallway about the foot massage, just that was the first one that I was just dying in laughter. Yeah. Like, it is... Travolta's final line to top it off. He's like, would you give a man a foot massage? Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Samuel Jackson's. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. 
It makes sense though. Like you made a point. You did make a point, but it was also like one of the, it was kind of a controversial topic. You, you can see both sides. It's like, yeah, he did overreact, but yeah, it is Marcellus. You know, like why would you do that? But it was yeah. I don't know. It's, Have you given a girl a foot massage? <laughs> Shit's pretty sensual. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, I give my mother foot massages. They ain't shit. <laughs> One of my other favorite scenes uh, with this section of the movie, because it's like in five sections, they had some like title cards and stuff. I can't remember any of them, but they kind of divide the movie into to chapters. But this apartment chapter where they, they finally go into Brett's apartment. Yeah. He's just, he eats the burger. He's like, can I have a bite of this? He just takes a big bite. But uh, when he picks up the Sprite and he's just slurping it. Just <laughs> he, just it. Drinks time. he drinks the whole thing just staring at him. Yo, and we just and we all swore, watched it too. It's, <laughs> when he sat down, I swore all I could hear left is ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that No, he drank the whole thing because he had that, you know, that slurp that you have at the end of a pop or at least. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, suck in that, the air at the bottom. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you heard that right before he put it down. So he drank all of it. Did you uh did you notice when uh Vincent opened the case on the counter in the background uh, after you found it in the cabinet? The code was six six six. Oh, I did not notice that. <laughs> that's cool. That was pretty neat. Yeah, but we don't we don't know what was in that case. No, that's another thing we never really find out. Like there yeah. is light, there is some golden light coming shining from it, and all we want to know is what was in it. But we never we got cooked. Like the uh, the golden uh, the fry flipper. What do you call it? The golden spatula. From yeah, SpongeBob. right. Emanating <laughs> the golden glow. Like. When you open it. Yeah. The only real hint we get is when uh, when pumpkin is uh, looking at it in the restaurant, and he's like. Is that the real one or something of the sort? Yeah, is so that, or is that real or something? Like, what the fuck is it? Like, why does Brett have it? And why does Marcellus want it back? Or does he yeah. want it in the first place? Did he ever take it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we never really find out. No. Uh, I was wondering if maybe it connects to one of Tarantino's other movies, since they're all kind of in the same universe-ish. Are they? Really? Like... When they're at the diner scene with Vincent and uh, Wallace's wife, do we ever find out her name? I think it's just Mrs. Wallace, right? Mia Wallace. Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Vincent and Mia are at the restaurant, they're talking about the the episode of the show that Mia was in. Um, oh, yeah. Just, the pilot. Kill yeah. Bill. Yeah. So it kind of makes you think, well, Kill Bill's in the same universe, sort of. Is it? Maybe not, but they're like all connected, kind of like Pixar type of thing. Oh, so like, so like each one makes references to the other, and they could be connected. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Kill Bill in forever. Um, I don't exactly remember what goes on in that, but maybe I'll have to give it a watch one of these days. Maybe we can uh, test that theory. Yeah, I can't remember. She didn't mention much about the movie other than she was describing like the five girls. They're pretty much from the movie Kill Bill. So maybe maybe that was the show. It was the pilot that never got aired or never got turned into a program. 
Yeah. If so, like it would make sense because that that movie is just so like brash and just so over the top, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just dying a little bit. That's all right. So if for those of you who don't know, um my friend here has COVID. Stay safe. Don't share don't share drinks with this guy. <laughs> No, no, no. Stay safe. There is not. Is it still? Is it still a pandemic? No. uh, Biden declared it is no longer a pandemic. Okay. All right. Well, no longer a pandemic, but it is also still out there. So stay safe, kids. Wear a scarf. All right. Cover your coughs. Yes. Don't infect us. Assuming you already have it. I don't know. But anyways. Yeah. Let me kind of go from that scene over to uh, where Vincent goes to buy drugs. And they're all kind of out of order. I'm just talking about them kind of in the order the movie shows them. Right. This scene just made me cringe, like, physically. I didn't like the, the idea of him injecting heroin into his vein. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's a little distasteful, but that's just, I mean, he is a gangster, though. You know, what do, what do gangsters do yeah. with all that money? Even though he was complaining about a $5 shake when he just spent $500 on a little little baggie of heroin. Right. You know. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even buy the whole thing. He says, so if it's good, I'll come back and I'll get more. Yeah, exactly. Another thousand or whatever he said. I mean, just, yeah, like I don't mind needles. Like I have a lot of tattoos and I don't mind shots, but just for some reason, just injecting a drug is just. Uh, yeah, like, it like was. Don't, don't know what will happen. It was very graphic, too. Like it showed like the blood going into the thing and then just like going into the bloodstream. And then he's like laid back and passed out, but. Didn't there, wasn't there a same uh there's the same scene like that in Breaking Bad, right? When uh when Jesse did when heroin for the first Jesse time. Jesse flies into the ceiling. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm glad we didn't have a, a scene of Vincent flying into the ceiling. He flew into the ceiling? Well he like uh he like floated oh, up. Oh right. Yeah, he just started floating yeah. up and then like yeah, it just went into like some uh like trip. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yep. that. Because it works for Breaking Bad, but I don't think it would have worked here. No. It would have been a little cheesy. Yeah. Because, like, that was his first time, you know. You, you know that this guy does it, like, a lot. So, like, I guess it's still a high every time. But I think it just cut to him in his car. He's just cruising over to Mia's house where they meet up. Yep. So, he's he's on – I don't know if he's still on the high. Like, what do you – like, if you're doing heroin, do you just, like, are you high for a few hours, just laying there, and then you just, like, all right, get up and then go? Because that was, like, in the day. It was, like, in the middle of the day when he did that. And then all of a sudden it was night when he went to go pick up Mia. So, I don't know. I'm assuming that he was just, like, out for a couple hours or something. The internet tells me two to five hours. Two to five hours? You're just laid out? Depends how you take it. and Oh, okay. All right. 
Well, his injecting is like two to three. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Something we'll more. have to experiment with. You want to do heroin? <laughs> totally. We'll have to figure this yeah. out, man. We'll let you know as soon as we figure we'll it out, guys. Mythbusters heroin edition. He did buy quite a bit, though, so he probably just injected again before he before he got there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you, you mentioned the uh, the five dollar shake scene before. That was yeah. another thing I noted down. This is one of the funnier conversations because he, yeah. he stops the whole waiter. He's like, "Wait, charging five dollars for this shake? Yes. There's no bourbon or rum or anything in it. Like, yeah, nope. It's just milk and ice cream. Yep. And you're charging five dollars for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Courtney was telling me earlier when we watched it. Uh, she's saying that, uh, like. Uh, dairy and like milk and ice cream in general was really cheap back then. It was like 50 cents. So yeah. to charge $5 for it is just insane. Even yeah. though we pay $5 for, you know, two gallon of milk now. Yeah. I'd love to see Vincent's reaction to milkshake prices now. They're like $8 right. ish. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I guess it's a huge increase over time, but like, if eight dollars is our standard, ugh, and five dollars is high back then. Oh man, we probably pay ten dollars for a shake now. Yeah, especially if you go to like DQ or something. Oh yeah, DQ. You got like a shake of that size, easily like six to eight dollars. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, the other places you can get good. Uh, they're still like six, seven bucks, but if you go to like Denny's or something, and they still do that. Uh, you get the silver mug with the, the remaining stuff from the blender too. Yeah. I don't even know if they do that anymore. I can't rem- like, I don't think I've think ever got that if I've got a shake. Denny's has done it for me. I think it depends where you go though. Yeah. Maybe it depends on how much they make too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, emergent factors. Yep. So it's the pawn shop section. Oh yeah. The pawn shop with Zed. And it's uh, <laughs> not dead, baby. Zed, Zed is not dead, and he's very much alive, and he is very doing horrible things. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. I thought this was crazy because, like, what? Why? How long have they been doing this? First of all, who do they do it to? They run a pawn shop. Do they just knock random people out that walk into the pawn shop? Or they just, I don't know, man. They just happen to be knocked out and they're like, yeah. The, the, spider, the spider has caught a couple flies in the web. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Walking I don't know. Basement. It seem like they're like they got their pattern down. So they probably do it to well, a they, lot of people. They had a shit ton of equipment everywhere, and then they had a gimp locked up in a uh, cage in a box. Like, does he eat? Like, what? Did they like that was mind-boggling to me. They just had him just sitting in there. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's just sitting in there, man. How long has he been in there? Does he get air? Like, I think too much about the yeah. logic there, but. I did wish we'd seen the gimp more. Actually, he was a 
he was in there less than I was expecting. Because when we came up to this scene, like the uh, as their brawl continued into the into the pawn shop, when when Butch gets the the jump on Marcellus, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, this is where the the gimp guy is. I yeah. remember that. I think it would have been funny if like they had just a fight with the gimp or something. Yeah, Butch just knocks his ass out. Just he's, knocks he's him done. out right away. I don't know if he was in a harness or like a collar or something, but he just hung there. Yeah, he was like strapped to the ceiling or something. Yeah. Whatever whatever gimps get strapped to or whatever. And uh Marcellus just lets him go. <laughs> just don't say anything that, about anyone. Dude, I was so when he did that line where he's like, nah, man. I'm pretty fucking far from okay. I'm like, <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that line. Cause he was just like, he was just broken. Like, man, he just, he was pissed off and he was just broken. He was, yeah. He's like, nah, man. It's a man that's, that's used to breaking other people's bones and, you know, he, all this kind of shit. And then yeah. he's fucking butt fucked. He's usually always right. so confident, and then you see him like that. He's just like, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. I I was just like, this is this is fucked up. <laughs> so I was glad that they uh, he he killed the one guy quick, but I was like, okay, I'm glad you're uh, you're gonna fuck with Zed a little bit. Yeah, no, like Zed's fucked up. They're they're both fucked up. But um, yeah, that's fucked up shit to do do to people, and he's a cop too and like so like there's like more backstory there like what what the fuck he's a cop that goes to a pawn shop on his weekends and i'm assuming rapes people like regularly or something i don't know they had a routine down unless they just i don't know yeah it certainly didn't seem like the first time so it really didn't because like he's like the spider caught a couple flies in the web you know like there's only one way, you know, he wouldn't have had to explain it otherwise if they'd never done it before. But, uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Zed's dead, baby. I, uh, I always think back to, uh, to Borderlands. I think it's the first one. They have an achievement in there that it's called Zed's Not Dead. Is one, it? Of the, one of the DLCs. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. There's a lot of, like, culture, like, pop culture in, uh, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, they they fill that game up with stuff. Yeah, with their achievements, I th- I'm pretty sure they had an enemy in there that was another reference to something. I'm sure they've had a lot. They had uh, with Claptrap's expansion in the uh, the first game. I think they had like Terminator style robots. Not, oh, not yeah. Terminator. What's the uh, what's the the big one? Judge Dredd, maybe a Robocop. What, oh what yeah. Yeah, robots. they had a similar one. Yeah, they make references in those games. They do. And a while since yeah, it's great. Uh, you mainly play Borderlands for the jokes, anyways. I mean, the story is okay, but they make a lot of references and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So the the last scene that I was just dying laughing at was. Vincent accidentally shooting Marvin in the car. Oh, yep. <laughs> he's like, 
It's like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. <laughs> the gun just went off. I don't know why. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a train killer. You all of a sudden, blood is just splattered all over the car before you realize what the fuck just happened. Like, yeah, that scene is really. Oof, there is so much blood. There is so that's, much. Yeah. That's one of Tarantino's staples. Blood yeah. and feet. <laughs> really? And uh Oh yeah. Oh, feet. Yeah. What? Yeah, he has quite a few feet scenes in this one. But yeah, what do you racial mean feet scenes? as well. Oh, racial like, slurs, yeah. <laughs> well like blood yeah. and feet and racial slurs, like you'll always see them tons of it in his movies. Yeah. It always but seems it's usually like he's, for a reason, though. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't know. He, he's like one of those angsty directors. Like, he's always going against the status quo. Like, he just doesn't care. Yeah, it almost seems like they always fit, though. Like, like in this, they're obviously doing uh, gang-type work. Yep. Um, in Hateful Eight, Django, it's kind of a more racist period of history. Right, uh, yeah, like that. He, he always finds a way to have it justified in there. The, the feet, maybe not so much, but <laughs> maybe like not. That. Yeah, not the feet, but a lot of people point out that he has a foot fetish. He probably does. Nothing wrong with that, but nah, he's just a thing. It's just a thing it's he just, does. It's just one of my favorite uh, things in watching his movies. Is like a. It's almost like filling out a bingo card. It's like, okay, where's the foot scene? Yeah, he has a lot of sticks. Focuses on it awkwardly too much. Yep. Uh, and this one, I think it was when he was focusing on uh, on Mia's feet during the dancing. Was he? Yeah, he he was looking at him for a while. And there there was another scene as well. I think it was with also with Mia's feet. It's just like, it, it just sticks on there like a little too long to be just a normal shot. Oh, I know. I guess I never noticed. Yeah. I I guess that's not something that stuck out to me. I don't know. The feet. Feet Yeah, I never noticed previous viewings, but like knowing about that about him watching this again. Oh, it's it's made you see it now. Like it's not something you can't unsee now that it's pointed out. Yeah, yeah. Right. That makes sense pointed out to me as like okay now i see it in every one of his movies yeah and uh viewer probably doesn't notice as much right and the like you say the feet and like the only thing i can think of is the kill bill scene where she's trying to wiggle her big toe but that also <laughs> had some significance into uh you know her not being paralyzed yeah so i yeah i don't know I guess I'll probably notice it next time I see a uh, Tarantino movie. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the dialogue in this movie is just just perfect. And I don't think there was a scene that I really disliked the dialogue or ever got bored in. No. Tarantino is just, just where he excels. Absolutely. I don't know if he has his own screenwriter for that or if he writes his own. But either way keep it going on whatever he's at. I know. It seemed like most of the movie was just dialogue too. I mean, it, it that that's what it was. It was all dialogue and like there, it's not like an action movie. 
even though there was yeah. a little bit of action here and there, but it was mostly just dialogue, and it was it was great. It was very entertaining the whole time. Yeah, and the the pace doesn't really like like it doesn't speed up too much, and it doesn't ever slow down to crawl. It just keeps just consistent, smooth through the whole thing. Right. I think uh, I think the dialogue appeals to our the the normal conversation that you have with somebody that it it all kind of like rolls together because there's subjects that change throughout the whole thing but there's also you know like point changes throughout the whole thing it's not like random it just seems like a conversation that somebody would have and then just listening to that kind of like you know the viewers listening to this podcast hopefully they're uh you know enjoying it so far viewers listeners (laughs) viewers I don't know. Viewing with your ears? Yeah, we're playing ASMR. Was that too much? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut that. That's going to be a sound bite. Cut that. Nope, cut that. All right. <laughs> Anyways, that was weird. So with Butch, which was also pretty much a main character in this film other than Vincent Vincent and Jules. So he was a boxer uh, paid to lose a fight by Marcellus and he ended up winning the fight and I think he killed the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't intend to but uh, he placed all the bets on him so that he would win a bunch of money instead of Marcellus and then uh, tried to knock him out in the first in the first uh, round there ended up killing the guy, but he didn't find that out till later. Right. Yeah. And then he was just on the run for pretty much the rest of the movie. First place he went to was a hotel outside of town. And uh, yeah, (laughs) I don't know if she, okay. So then there were, she's, he's dating this, uh, this lady, what's her name? Uh, France, Francisco, France, Francena, Francina. She's French, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what I got from it. That likes uh, that wants a pot belly. I dude, I thought she was joking at first, but like it seemed like she was serious that she wanted a pot belly. <laughs> I don't know if that was a joke or not. Honestly, Fabienne, Fabienne, yeah, but yeah, their their uh, their whole dynamic was pretty interesting between them. But then he forgot or she forgot his dad's watch and he had to go back and get it from the apartment. He really loved that watch. I don't know why, though. It was fermented in ass juice for seven years. But it was the only thing from his father he ever had from Hanoi. Was that OK? Hanoi. That that was in uh, Japan, right? So he was in World War Two. Vietnam. Vietnam? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Vietnam. Okay. So I was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense with the with the era for this movie. Well, did this take place in the seven, or the 80s or 90s? Uh, I thought this took place in 80s. It seemed like it. It's hard to tell. They're always it like... It is. Like, kind of well, no... I think it might be in the 90s because the cell phones were a lot smaller than they would be in the 80s. 
Yeah, they probably phones. wouldn't even be off the wall in the 80s. Yeah, because they, they had cell phones and there were flip phones, so I'm assuming it was 90s. Because they did have a lot of old cars, but then again, you know, a lot of people have old cars now. So, like, I guess it wouldn't be uncommon to have, like, a 70s car in the 90s. It looks like I guess it's that's early my 90s. only early so 90s. The, same time the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah, because it came out in 94? Yeah, 94. 94. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's staying close to the period it's in. Yeah, that makes sense. I still need to watch um what what's that new Tarantino movie? Hateful Eight? No, Hollywood. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to watch that. Because I I feel like that's like his like most modern movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. We should add that to our list. We should. Yes. And for those listening, stay tuned for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really liked the dialogue between Butch and Fabienne as well, even though he's kind of an asshole to her. He is. Yeah. But she's also really sensitive too. Yeah. And then forgot his watch. Yeah. And that was the whole scene where he's like, no, it's my fault. I should emphasize to you how much it meant to me. And, and then when he's in the car driving to go get the watch, he's like, I told her to pack the fucking watch. <laughs> well, yeah, it's better to express your anger, like, you know, away than directly at her because she just forgot. It's not completely her fault. It's just a watch, yeah. you know? Well, he apologizes after completely destroying the room. <laughs> yeah, like he threw the TV across the room. I'm like, damn, bro, it's a watch. I mean... <laughs> I guess I, I get it. It's like a generational watch, but God damn. Could, could anybody blame him for losing it after so many years? One of the conversations know. I had, I can't remember if it was, um, <clears throat> uh, if it was like right before they, they slept together or something. I can't remember the context, but he's like, uh, I think it cracked a rib. She's like from giving me oral pleasure. Yeah. A retard. <laughs> the fight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like he's so mean to her, but like in a loving way. Yeah, but like how could like it was a it was a loving retard, I get it, but like <laughs> it, it I don't think it was necessary, but then again, like why why would he get a cracked rib from giving you oral pleasure? Come on. Right. Yeah, it's kinda fifty fifty on both of them. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have called her that, but you know, maybe she's also not the sharpest. True. He could have he could have used a lighter term like dummy or something. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the wolf in this as well. Dude, that was cool. Yeah. I like how he came in Keitel. and tell just... Huh? Harvey Keitel. Yeah. No, he yeah, did great. He just came and fucking solved all the problems. Yeah, he came in, told him what to do, and then like Vincent was like a please would be nice. And then I'm like, oh my God, I did literally did a face palm. Like, why do you need a please from this guy? You're literally in deep shit and he's doing, he, he gave you the perfect plan. And then like, yeah, I don't know. Vincent, you can be kind of a, uh, you can be kind of an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Uh, can I tell um, the wolf? It's like, okay, they're 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. 
just yeah nine, nine minutes nine and minutes 37. And 37. yeah <laughs> nine minutes and 37 seconds it was by the time he walked up to the door and knocked on the door it probably was exactly 10 minutes <laughs> yep i like that good editing yeah one of the last areas that was good as well is when they're actually cleaning the car when uh, the wolf is out there helping them and uh, Jules is in the back seat cleaning up all the brain matter. Yep, the brain matter. Why is my ass doing this shit? You're the <laughs> one that got him. You get back here. Yeah. Why is my it's my like, ass in the back seat? You get your ass back here. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. Yeah, and then then Vincent gets all defensive. Like he was <laughs> in no position to be defensive there because he fucked up and blew somebody's head off. You must have hit a bump or something. Yeah, you must have hit a bump or something. Like, what the fuck, man? Can you just... Come on. (laughs) Holy shit. So, I guess my only question is... He's probably high. He probably was. But um, did this happen after or before the night out with uh, Mia? It happened after, right? Because... uh, I thought it was after because he was talking in that hallway scene uh, about the foot massage thing that he has to go on a date with Mia. He has to take her to the movies and stuff or something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, it did happen before, or that yeah. that happened after, because now that I think about it, they did walk into the bar in those clothes uh, saying they were talking about it with the bartender and stuff. They were laughing at him, but yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, that was the majority of the lines that I really liked. Uh, overall, I think this movie really shines for its dialogue. The blood, of course, is always awesome to look at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for the most part, Quentin just shines in the dialogue, and, and that's what makes this movie so great. Yeah, that's why that's why we watch, um, you know, Maleficent Seven and Magnificent Seven and Hateful Eight and stuff. Is it Maleficent or Magnificent? Magnificent. I was gonna be like, "Damn, there's a seventh Maleficent already." Yeah, right. That's a it's a Disney movie, I think. Yeah, it would make sense otherwise, right? I don't know. This movie's great, yeah, though. Maleficent. I rate it a nine out of ten. I think I'm more in the eight eight point two category. It's very long. It's like two and a half hours, or over two and a half. It is, yeah. Some scenes that could be cut. I feel like it was kind of dragged out a little bit, but like if you're if you want to be mesmerized by you know interesting conversations for two and a half hours, I, I say this is your movie. Yeah, and it's even though I'm giving it like an eight eight point two ish, like it's definitely up in my movie list like i think there's very few movies i've given a nine or a ten right uh, this one is definitely like really high up in my list yeah no this is good this is like top 100 of all time honestly so i feel like a lot of people agree with you <laughs> yeah yeah and it's at an eight nine on on imdb which is hard to get to you don't see too many over eight true yeah it's a very good movie i think i want to get a poster yeah, like even in like the top 100 on IMDb, I think not all 100 go over eight. It is top 100, yeah. 
Wait, so, oh, yeah. yeah, everything over eight is top 100? Or what are you talking about? Like, uh, once you get down to, like, the hundreds, I guess not. It does still stay in the eight. Never mind, I was wrong. I was actually checking the list here. Okay. Looks like everything in their top 250 is eight and up. Oh, but, okay. Gotcha. But everything... A hundred and up is over eight point two. So for this movie to have eight point nine, it's like that's high rated. Yeah, there's uh, it's bordering on being a nine. It would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. I definitely would. Uh, pre-production. Wait a minute, Django. Sorry, I'm on uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, IMDb page. Yeah. And there's this uh, Django slash Zorro thing in pre-production. What is that? Several years after the events of Django Unchained, Unchained, Django meets Don Diego de la Vega, the famed Zorro, and agrees to become his bodyguard on a mission to free the local aboriginal population from slavery? Bro, what? What do you think of that? That sounds awesome. That's interesting. I guess I don't think I ever seen. No way. I think I did. I think I seen the uh, Zorro. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I mean, that does sound cool. It's an interesting. Also, company, uh, sure. Kill, Kill Bill volume three. I also did hear that one on that. Yeah. That's something to look out for. Also. Actually, me and me and Courtney are planning on watching this movie very soon. Uh, there's this new movie coming out called The Menu. It's about yes. this uh, psychopathic chef, and that it sounds super today. cool. Yeah, it, that sounds super cool. I really want to see it. Also, John Wick Four is coming out. Okay, <laughs> all right. There's a lot of things to look out for this coming up. All right, it's excited. Movies. I was man. gonna go to the uh, opening showing of the menu, but alas, I'm I'm dying and yeah, that sucks. I'll go watch it and tell you how it is. I'll <laughs> I'll spoil everything for you. Don't you worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check it out on Wednesday as soon as I get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. So, what kind of big <laughs> things are you watching right now? Any other good movies you've seen lately, or good shows you're watching? Yeah, we uh. We watched a movie earlier. Yeah, so uh, I watched, we watched The White Tiger. It's about this, uh, it, it's, it gave me a lot of insight on Indian culture. It takes place in India where uh, this guy starts out as a servant and he finds his way into entrepreneurship. And yeah, it's very interesting. I'd say the culture in India isn't that great when it comes to uh the servants and how they do things and stuff. It, it just it they don't they don't treat the servants that well. Like but it's almost like slaves. It it pretty much is slaves, but they get paid, but they don't get paid much. What they can keep from what they get paid is only a fraction compared to what they have to send back to their families. So it's, yeah. 
Is this set in modern day? It's modern day, yeah. Which is even more sad. Huh. So it, it like I definitely recommend that as a watch because it definitely gave me a lot of insight on like Indian culture on like how that shit works. It was based on a true story, so unless you know movies just say that at, at the beginning of their movies just to make it a little more interesting not because it's actually true <laughs> yeah they uh they say based and then that means like 10 20 percent of it is true yeah yeah gotta glamorize it for the audiences true but i mean i i really enjoyed it huh i'll have to check that one out is that on uh netflix that was on netflix correct awesome We'll add that to my list. I have been, since I've been in quarantine, just absolutely binging Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Recently finally got into it. Good show. I tried previously and didn't end up enjoying it. But I uh, I got hooked this time. And yeah. I just finished the finale today, actually. And of, uh, of four? Yeah, season four. Oh, yeah. I, I think four is the best one by far. Like by far, yeah, it was so good. That was they insane. Ramped up the creep factor to eleven, and there were some scenes in there when uh, no spoilers, but there was just some scenes in some hospital areas where I was thinking they could make some dead space scenes out of the shit. Like this is fucking creepy. Oh, they could, yeah. With a with the big bad for that season. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it gets me hopeful for a Dead Space movie ever coming out. Or anything horror related that to that. That would be awesome. Also, there is a, a new uh, trailer for... Uh, what's it called? Callisto, Pro- Callisto Protocol? Yeah, that comes out in less than a month. I know. I'm super excited for it. Have you seen the trailer? I've not seen the new one. I've seen the, the past couple. Man, it's so good. You definitely need to check that out. Callisto Protocol. I'm assuming we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play that, and we're gonna like it. And yeah, that'll be on the on the list. For I'm sure. not gonna say we're not gonna like it because they can't fail us. Dead Space. Who who makes Dead Space again? What's the studio called? Well, it's not the same studio anymore because um, EA owns it. Oh no. No, you're making yeah, me lose hope, they, man. Well, that's why they had to rename it. Uh, Callisto Protocol is by uh, the original people, though. Okay, cool. A lot of the developers, but it's published through EA, right? Or is New, Dead, same... New Dead Spaces. The publisher for Callisto is different. Okay. Like they went off on their own and they want to make a, a Dead Space how they want to make it. It just uh, co- coincidentally timed out with EA making a, a Dead Space remake. So yeah, fuck. Well, why why do we get cursed with EA? Why did they do this to us? I'm pretty hopeful for the remake. I hope they kept their hands off it and have no microtransactions. Dude, but. that shit is gonna be. They're gonna be like ninety percent done with it, and then EA is like, "All right, it's done." They're like, no, there's still a shit ton of bugs in here. It's like, no, it's done. Send it out. Yeah, Calling hopefully it right now. Being, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe it'll have more issues <laughs> rather than a Who knows? You had me. You crushed my spirits by telling me it was EA was publishing it. Honestly, well, though, Callisto is still uh, still doing their own. They're going to be great. That's going to be a good game. God, I hope so. Man. Remake though. Let's see. I mean, the Dead Space or uh, not Dead Space. Uh, Resident Evil remakes have turned out really good. So. Huh. Maybe it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, I, mean, I still haven't played the remakes yet. I want to do that one of these days. Yeah, maybe it'll have to be on our list, too. It was on sale for, like, Halloween or some shit, but I I was, like, this close to buying it. But like, maybe I'll wait. And I missed out on it. Yeah, there's now a Black Friday sale right now. Oh, really? I'll, I'll have to check yeah. it out. I know they're uh, remaking the first Resident Evil I think the very first one again. Oh, maybe they didn't do that one. Before. Well, they had, they came out with the HD version at one point, but now I think they're actually like remaking it. I think hmm. the, the other remake was a remaster. This is a remake. So. Hmm. Awesome. Well, did you have anything else for Pulp Fiction? Nope. That's it for me. I, I think we covered everything. Awesome. Well, as always, you guys can reach us on Instagram at Hazardous Opinions Pod or by Gmail at Hazardous Opinions Pod at gmail.com. Tell us your opinions on Pulp Fiction. Uh, tell us what you may ag- agree or disagree with with our hazardous yeah. opinions. <laughs> right, I'll walk myself out. Yeah. Do you like Tarantino? Do you have a foot fetish? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your foot fetish, please. Yes, just just send all your kinks and stuff into the yeah. chat. Actually, send pictures of your feet. We we love that shit. Not saying we have a foot fetish, but we love feet. We'll, we'll forward them on the Quintum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he, we're a part of his supply line. <laughs> Alrighty. See ya. All right. See ya.